How you doing? Happy Sunday, everybody. That was awesome worship, awesome music. Uh, and I am so excited about this message. I'm so glad we had an upbeat song because I'm ready to go. So listen, my name is Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church. Welcome to church today. Happy Sunday. Let's get on our knees and let's pray. If you haven't prayed on your knees lately, today's the day. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get on our knees and pray. I'm going to turn around here. I'm still waiting. Get Roll out of the bed. Roll off the couch. Let's go. Let's go. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this message. And thank you for uh, December being almost over. 2020 being almost over. But we pray these last 11 days of the year that we can be faithful. We can be prepared for next year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Let's get your Bibles out. Let's get your Bibles out. We got Christmas coming up. We got a Christmas coming up. Hey, listen, we got a Christmas special coming up in a week. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be Christmas special here and on Fox all over San Diego. We got three showings on Fox, one here on Sunday. It's going to be uh, Christmas Eve. It's going to be awesome. So check out our website for information. Let's see your Bibles. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Amen. Let's turn to Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter Two. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, Matthew chapter 2. About 10 years ago, I can't remember, 10 years ago or so, I went to a University of Michigan football game. They played their games in the big house. 100 plus thousand people. The biggest football crowd I have ever seen. And I got... um, I, was go, go, I went back to do the chapel. The head coach was a friend. He's now coaching here in San Diego. Um, and I was on the sideline with my son. We went to the chapel with the team, rode on the bus, was on the sideline in the locker room. It was awesome. And it was 113,000 people. It was the first night game ever in the big house. It was insane. And they won at the like 13 seconds left in the game. It was crazy. It was like Super Bowl. And so we had a great time, and, and I was talking to someone who, they were talking about the energy of the game. They were like, that game was awesome. We were having such a great time. And it was, I could feel the energy. And I said, were you there? Were you on the sideline? They said, no. I said, but, and they, but it was awesome, and my, I had goosebumps. I said, were you in the stands? Uh, did you have a good seat? They said, no. I said, were you there? And they said, no. I said, well, how do you know? They said, we were watching on TV. I said, it ain't the same. You cannot worship God unless you are in the presence of God. And you may be singing, (laughs) and and God may be there, but unless you are engaged with the presence of God, you're not really worshiping. And I'm telling you now, if you're really worshiping, you will meet him. Trust me. Trust me. But it's the presence and engaging in the presence and responding to the presence that makes worship, worship. We're in a series called Why Christmas. 2020 has been a nightmare in so many different ways. We don't have to get into all to it. Financially, relationally, COVID, racism, election, everything has been a nightmare. Uh, It's been division and it's spiritual. Trust me, it is spiritual. And Christmas is our opportunity to get recentered on what's important, and that is worshiping God. And today we're going to talk about worshiping God by being in His 
presence, walking in the presence of God. Now, the story is the, the wise men. Now, we, we, we've always heard there were three wise men. We're going to see that there could have been dozens of wise men based on what they did to get to where they were. But these wise men, as we've heard, these magi, as, we, as we've heard, saw a star. They somehow knew this star was going to lead them to the Savior. And they let, followed the star until they were in the presence of God. My prayer for you this Christmas is that you would not view the holiday, the eggnog, the music, the trees, and all the, the commercialization of Christmas to be what enables you to escape the drama of 2020. But it would be the presence of God. It has to be. You have to leverage this time of people talking about a savior, talking about a manger, singing about a manger, singing about a virgin birth, that we enter the presence of God. Let's read it. Matthew chapter 2, got a long passage. It says, verse 1, 12 verses. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who was born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ is to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least of the Judah's rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star had appeared and sent them to Bethlehem and said, go search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him. That brother wasn't going to worship him. He wanted to kill him. And when they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great, exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Again, then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Three, three components, keys to worshiping in the presence. True worship pursues God's presence with curiosity. These Magi were astrologers. They studied the stars. They were wise men. And they were always looking for truth, studying, looking at records, studying the, the heavens. And they were always trying to figure things out. And they saw this star. Some believe that these may have been descendants of Jews that were in exile in Babylon. And they were raised in the Babylonian culture, learning to study the stars. And they understood, some people believe they understood, that there would be a savior and there would be a star. 
And as they were looking and studying, somehow they knew that star is the star of the Savior we had studied about and learned about. How curious are you about what the Bible says about your life? And Back up, back up. Some of you all got drama in your life. What does the Bible say about your drama? What does the Bible say about your pain, your sex life, your money, your career? What does the Bible say? The Bible says in Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17, then, bread, then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went to the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Um, do you read the Bible every day? To understand what God is doing in your life. To understand what God is trying to tell you. What God has gifted you. What God has purposed in your life. Do you, do you, say, do you get on your knees and pray, God, speak to me today. I want to know what's going on over here. Why is this not working out? Why is that person blessed? How do I spend this money? How do, what do I do with this relationship? Are you curious or are you waiting for God to bop you on the head? Unless he bops you on the head with a baseball bat, you're just going to go about your business. These guys were studying, investigating, contemplating. This is like, like, you know, we got professors and people who study the Bible and, and, and teach the Bible and they're academics and they're always looking, what does the Bible say? What is, what is, what's the truth of the word? They're digging in the word. You and I need to be like that. Curious about what God is doing. Do you know that there are people in your life for a reason right now? Do you know why they're in your life? How you're supposed to invest in them? How you're supposed to challenge them? How you're supposed to encourage them? Why are they in your life? Why are you in their life? What, are they, what is God trying to tell you through them? I, I mean, I, I, so, many, so often I will talk to Christians that, I, that were in my life when I was not saved, and they will tell me about myself back before I was saved, and I totally missed what, they, what God was trying to do. Totally. And they're like, man, you said this and you were like this. And I was like, dang. <laughs> Do you have any idea what God is doing in your life? Stop. Be curious. Holy Spirit, speak to me. What does the Bible say? Number two, true worshipers pursue God's presence with persistence. True worship pursues God's presence with persistence. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Paul says, Talking about being per perfect. Not that I've already attained it or already perfected, but I press, I press, I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself as apprehended it. But one thing I do, forget those things which are behind. I reach forward for those things which are ahead. And I press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of Christ Jesus in my life. I am pressing. Now I want you to, I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine. These Magi, by the way, they, they, they traveled from the east. No one knows exactly where. But if they came from Babylon, you're talking about a thousand miles. And so they're traveling through the desert, and there probably wasn't three of them, probably were dozens of them to not only survive that long trek, 
but also to protect themselves from bandits. So you're talking about a whole gang of people. And they're coming with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They're coming with pomp, circumstance, like, like big time, we're coming to town. And, and they said, we're going to walk until that star stops. And we're going to follow that star no matter where it takes us. And you, you're talking about a trip that could have taken them several months. And just imagine leaving your house, packing up, saying, we're just going to follow you and trust that God's going to sustain us for this long trip because we don't know when this trip is going to end. You know, when, when, it's your trip, when God called Abraham out of his land to go to Israel, you know what he said? Start walking and I'll, I'll tell you where we're going when we get there. Just walk. He, he didn't have a map. He didn't have, a, he didn't have GPS. He didn't have to say, oh, it's a three-day trip, five-day trip. He just said, I'm leaving and I'll just, God, whenever you say, I'll, I'm going to follow you. Persistence. I wonder how many of you have quit on God because of COVID. You don't read your Bible anymore because we don't have physical church. Oh, because we don't have physical church, you, you're just going to go, I'm, I'm not going anymore. You just quit. You quit on your family. You and your wife are having di differences of opinion about how to respond to COVID. You and your family are having differences of opinion on who to vote for. You, you have differences of opinion on how to, how to respond to the racial stuff. And so you quit on each other. I, I've seen so much crazy gossip based on social media garbage from Christians. Stuff's not even true. It's just, and what, you, what you're quitting on is reality. <laughs> what does the Bible say? You just quit on loving your enemy. You, you, you're only going to love people that you agree with. People don't agree with, you're going to trash them. You just quit on the whole, whole thing. But that's not worship. Worshiping God is saying, Lord, I am going to become more like Jesus every day. And the devil's going to beat on you, beat on you, beat on you, throw distractions in your way. But you say, no, God, I am going to be like Jesus. I was talking to someone recently, and they were just brokenhearted over their family. Brokenhearted over the division in their family and, and being mistreated by their family. And I said, I was praying for them, and I said, look, what you need to do is every time something happens, say, God, make me more like you. Bam, make me more like you. Bam, make me more like you. Bam, make me more like you. You cannot give up. You can't give up. I'm telling you, when we, when COVID started back in the beginning of the year, April, I think it was February, whatever it was, March, it was March, something. I think it was March. We had our last service in March. And we were like, okay, uh, you know, is it the end of the world? And you know what's going to happen? And little did we know how long it was going to take. And I remember preaching so many series, but I remember preaching saying, focus on what God is going to teach you. If you have given up on that, that the, the, the devil is going to, he is going to play the persistence game against you. He is going to try to outlast you. In other words, he's going to beat on you, beat on you, beat on you until you say, I give up and I'm giving up on God. And I'm just going to go deal with this my own way. That's what he's banking on. And I'm telling you, true worshipers, they are persistent. 
you have to set a time. I get up every day and I'm, I'm meeting with God at this time in this chair, on that floor, in that couch, wherever it is, every day, no matter what. I'm not going to give in to that gossip on social media. I'm not going to give in to those rumors on social Don't believe what you look at on social media. I mean, I, I can't believe some people accuse me of stuff on social media. That's insane. And people believe it. Don't believe that stuff. You have to say, Lord, I am going to do what you call me to do. I am going to be like you no matter what. These guys walked and they walked and they walked and they walked. Can you imagine walking for months and months and months, following a star? I don't know how they did it. Following a star and said, wherever it takes us, we're going to go. We are, we are too spoiled and entitled to have any little discomfort. And God said, that, 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 you're not going to be able to worship me like that because let me tell you something. Your worship is going to be weak. It's going to be commercial. But I want people who are going to worship me in spirit and in truth. And number three, true worshipers pursue God's presence with intention. When the Magi came, they figured, hey, is this Herod's son? Is the king? He must be the king's son. They rolled into town. And I'm talking... Not, we're not talking three guys. I know that's a commercial thing, but probably it were dozens of these guys with a whole bunch of riches rolling the town and saying, where's the king? And they came to Herod. The king said, is it your son? He goes, no, not my son. And they go, well, there's a king of the Jews somewhere around here. You didn't know that? How do you not know that? You're the king. And Herod's like, oh, man, I got to figure this out because if the king, I'm the king. If the king was born, that means I'm going to be dethroned. So we got to find this dude. The king said, hey, you know, why don't you go find out? It's over in Bethlehem. And, and they're thinking they're doing him a favor. They go over there and, and he says, come back and tell me so I can go kill him. He doesn't say that part. The wise men go over there. The mad guy go over there. They see Jesus. They give him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. By the way, uh, he's a, uh, Jesus was in a poor family. Jesus was in a poor family. And they got gold, <laughs> frankincense, and myrrh. Gold because he was a king, frankincense because he was a priest, and myrrh because he was going to die. I wonder if they used that money to flee to Egypt because they were poor. What did they do with the gold? God said, oh, you're going to flee to Egypt because you're getting ready to get your life threatened, so I'm giving you money to take your trip. Ooh, just a little something, something, something. But they're over there. They give him the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They worship him. And then they go to sleep, and the angel says, uh, don't go back to Herod. You, this is what I wanted you. You don't need to go back to him. I wanted you to come worship my son. Go back to home. And they're like, cool. Let me tell you something. Don't worship God through the filter of gossip. Don't worship God through the filter of the news. Don't worship God through the filter of social media. Worship God through the filter of his word. Not only his written word in the book, but his spoken word, what he reveals to you through the spirit of God. That is why it's so important that we are connected to the source of God himself, the Holy Spirit. That's why you can't be looking at the football game on TV going, oh, I, I can feel like I'm there. No, you can't. Oh, no, you can't. Now, I'm not saying you can't enjoy it, but trust me, there ain't nothing like being there. Ain't nothing like being there. 
You can imagine all you want, but when you're in there, it's nothing like being in the presence of God. But you have to persistently, curiously pursue, intentionally pursue the presence of God. And pursue the presence of God so you can worship God and you can hear God and, and, and speak to him and receive what he has for your life. Other than that, you're just playing church. You're just doing Christmas. Hey, give me a toy, you know, eggnog, give me a mistletoe, get a kiss here. That's all weak. And then you'll go into next year and you'll be more defeated because let me tell you something. Our culture is going to continue to beat us down. There's a lot more divisive things going to happen in our future. And we got to be right now and through this whole COVID season, God has found out, and I should say God has found out, we have found out true colors of people. I'm sure you know. You're like, is that what you believe? Oh, that's what you believe? Oh, that's what you believe? Mm-hmm. And then there are some people we think we know, but we still don't even know. But what do you believe? Are you standing on the gospel of Jesus Christ? And are you pursuing to be like him? And by the way, even if everybody around you said they hated God, how are you going to respond? There's only one response. It's to love them. Because we all think, hey, that person doesn't think what I think about that. I now get the free. I'm free to just curse them out. I'm free to blast them on whatever I want to do. And the Bible says, hmm, are you intentional? So here's my question to you. Can you be for a minute intentional about surrendering your life to Jesus? We have 11 days left to this year. 11. And then the whole new year starts. And we do New Year's resolutions all the time, and I don't know the average stat. They last like a week or 10 days. I don't know what the stats are, but it ain't a long time. But instead of doing a New Year's resolution, instead of preparing for that, why don't you look back on this year? Look back on 2020 and ask God, what did you learn? How did God make you better? And build on that. Say, God, I want to build on that. But for some of you, you may have never given your life to Christ. And today's the day you say, Lord Jesus, I want to be your son, your daughter. I want to ask you to forgive me of my sin and fill me with the Spirit of God. So I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to actually lead you in a prayer. But you have to pray this prayer with intention. Just like the Magi did. That you have to be intentional about, I am going to give my life to Christ. And I'm going to submit myself to him. And I'm going to live my life to please him. So I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and listen very carefully. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity. And I thank you for the example of the Magi. And how they walked and walked and walked. And nothing would get in their way until they were with the Savior. And then their job was done. If you would like to give your life to Christ and ask him to be your Savior, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, thank you for your faithfulness. 
Thank you for your goodness. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin is wrong. I believe Jesus loves me. He died and rose from the dead. Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Come live in my heart and be my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you pray that prayer, I want you to um, hit the save button on your screen. Text save to 52525. Text save to 52525. We would love, love to help you. And God is going to do an amazing thing in your life. Uh, before we go, we want to show you an incredible video of the Toys for Joy we had last week. It's a recap video. It's going to be awesome. And as you watch that video, I want to say thank you for your giving, your generous financial support, because it was your giving that made this event happen. God bless you. You know, 24 years ago, we started Toys for Joy uh, to serve people down in Southeast San Diego. It's grown now. We have four locations around the county uh, serving 15 to 20,000 are people, thousands of families with food, toys, the gospel, and the love of God. So we're just so honored to be able to serve people, especially now uh, during this COVID season where so many people's lives are turned upside down. and um, honored that we're able to bless our community and give back. So thank you Rock Church for doing this for our families. Very blessed and thankful that Rock Church wanted to be able to provide not only gifts, but food to our residents. second year at Toys for Joy and his first year and I just want to say that what these guys do out here is beyond amazing. They make Christmas happen for a lot of families that are less fortunate and they really bring joy. You know, especially in times of need, I cannot thank God enough for all of the people that come out and show support and really make this uh, happen. Yeah.